0: Welcome to the BNN Porch Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Back with another episode. My name is Nick, along with.
1: I'm <laughs> fried, Brady Richards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, final season for uh, Richards. You just completed your last one, though. So, congratulations on getting through this uh, second to last semester.
1: Hold on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Would you yeah, like to make a speech? sir? Sucked. Um, go into a trade. Be tired for something you earned, like with money, you know. Don't be tired because of this. It's so stupid. But anyways, dude, fuck this stupid fuck. <laughs> fuck this now go fuck homework. Fuck the stupid fucking homework. Yeah. we gonna spy on some neighbors later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Susie Q! You're uh, getting ready for Ben, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: you're in the ass. But someone's not your husband.
1: You go now. That's something straight out of Brazzers. Because then you go up to the door. Excuse me, ma'am. So I know what you've been doing. Yeah. um, The mailman, right? Yeah, he's the the tall one. Yeah. Well, black um, too well yeah actually um so here's what we're gonna do since you want to do that um if you want to keep this whole thing a secret really if i want to keep this a secret right um you better start playing my recorder you know what i mean
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah that's uh blackmailed
2: (laughs) right yeah Sure,
0: those are fun, yeah. Those are always good ones, those are always like, uh, you know, good, good, wholesome fun,
1: <laughs> yeah. And and oh, wait, where's the attachment right here? You put this on here. This is not actually for spying on the neighbors, this isn't even mine, but um, you put this on a little eye socket and it sits like this, and then you could take your phone, the camera and put it right here, so then you can actually take photos. It's actually pretty cool. Wow. Uh, you know, I I know um, my sister takes some photos of the, uh, like, the moon and all that stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, but I just spy on the neighbors.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really what the best thing to do with it is. But um, <laughs> jumping right into this podcast, we're going to give you uh, – a quick news update with something I find very disturbing while Richard's just going to play his version of simple man for us as we talk.
1: <laughs> Conservatism.
0: <laughs> then after the news, after we tell you this, uh, we're going to explain to you why basically we like identify with conservative I identify
1: values. as. Yeah. I identify I identify,
0: as. I identify as an attack helicopter.
1: Here, let's um let's let's do this like the uh like the newsroom, or I'll do it since I have the room. I don't know if you do but Okay, ready? Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the SNL weekend update? Yes, I have, yeah. Go ahead and start it and I'll uh, I'll slide right in. Wow, this camera's pretty wide. <laughs> all right, hold uh, on. All right, go ahead.
0: All right. Well, um should I let's let's bring up this news article here.
1: Um, Just say and and here we go with the weekend update or or the the Wednesday update. Okay. All right, here we the Wednesday update. My name is Brian Richards. Nice to meet you. Um here we go with this Wednesday update.
0: Wow, look at that. That's pretty professional. But jumping right into it, this Wednesday update. Yes,
1: ma'am. Um Yes, ma'am. <laughs>
0: This is from Jack Crow at the National Review. Attorneys for Connecticut high school runners ask judge to rec- recuse after he forbids them from describing trans athletes as male. Uh, so basically, to I've read this article already. I'm going to sum it up for you guys. Basically, uh, is that Andrea school- <laughs>
1: Yearwood, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah, is that is that her name? Uh, it
1: is. It is.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. Sounds about right. But <laughs> it's
1: her it's it's him and one other.
0: Yeah, some So basically what it is is there is a lawsuit filed from a couple of these I forgot their names but a couple of these girls from a Connecticut high school so right here in our home state, okay, a couple of girls are filing uh you know, a lawsuit against these two transgender women who are males playing in uh, women track and field because their school says they can't you know they have to basically put them in the sport that they identify with so if I was to say I'm a woman they would put me into women's sports and this is not fair to women's sports because obviously men are way stronger and more you know not athletic but you know just they have abilities and you know advantages over women that's why no, there's many women's sports. You
1: can, you can say you can say athletic in the in the context of in, in in each category of the sport, the the floor and the ceiling for male athletes versus female athletes, although they can both go to the same, you know, high school, collegiate, uh, professional levels, the, the standard of playing is different. And that's what really is, is fucked about the situation. Um I saw the um, I believe it was there was some. I think it was either pole vaulting or, or um, or a long jump or something of the sort. Um, but there was a record. There was the world record for women's and the high school record for men's was three seconds off of that, or or three meet depending on what sport it was. I can't remember exactly. I just remember the numbers. It was forty-seven and forty-four. Forty-seven for the world record of professional women athletes in that particular sport versus high school men's for the same sport, three seconds off. So it's just, it's, it's disgusting uh, and it's unfair. And, and what I mean by disgusting is that you're cheating these people who, are the, the women who have legitimately worked for this. Um, you know, I'm sure you understand as I do you know, you make sacrifices when you're playing the sport that you love, and and to have that taken away from something you can't control, um, I know that feeling very well. It's not a good feeling, but when it's something as outrageous as this, where it shouldn't be happening, it's not only it's not only sad and you know it, it's not only very sad, but it's also insulting. And it's quite outrageous, in my opinion. They shouldn't. You know, if they have. If they have the biology of a male, they should be playing in a male sport. Like there's no, there should be no question about it. They're not, they're not even taking, um, you know, estrogen. It's not even like they're trying. They're just, they're just playing dress up and saying, "Hey, I'm a woman." Yeah, you
0: know, and that's even great. if
1: you can be, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean. To cut
0: you off. No, 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 it's all right. I, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say that even if they were taking like pumping estrogen through their body and trying to take out all the testosterone or whatever and try to get as close to a woman as possible you they would still have an advantage because there's just men are different from women like and i don't i think that there's yeah i just i was just gonna say like because you know there are differences like as much as you know the feminists like to say that oh you know men and women there's no difference so you know there's the you know there's such there's different things that's why so when you combine when a male and a woman combine in a relationship they complement each other because they're different so like different things different you know choices different you know and just all everything you know there's obviously similarities but there are differences between men and women so and we're, and it's, we're not sexist, it's not sexist. It's not
1: sexist or prejudice to say that it's biology. The bone structure is, is slightly different, um, you know. And, and there's a reason why you know your co-ed sports, there aren't too many competitive scenes, and where there are, they are very, very strict and and strategic about, you know. You need this many men and this many women. That way, there is an equal matchup. So, like, you see this, like, I don't know, in dodgeball or like, uh, what is it? Um, ultimate frisbee, right? You see this a lot in those sports or like sports that, sports, you know, like that are just meant for fun um, that, you know, can be taken to a professional level. But, like, there is softball teams this is a great example. You know, your co ed soft adult softball teams really. It's just an excuse to drink with your friends, which, yeah. again, all the yeah. more, that's awesome, right? You do you do what makes you happy and what's fun. But the thing is, there are standards. You have to have, the, you know, five guys and five girls on any given team if you want to make one, right? If you're coming in with six guys and four girls or, or six girls and four guys, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. So – they make it very strict and, and I think that they have been doing that the right way. And that's why they, they're still around because they, they do it the right way. And, and in, if in the game, like let's just say in dodgeball, you know, you're, you're playing and it comes down to one team having their, you know, a guy and a girl, and then, you know, two guys and one girl on the other side, just through playing. then so, right, and that's the most important part. With these situations in the track, in basketball, in, in MMA especially, um, you know, it's 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 not fair at all because it's a singular sport. It, it depends entirely on the person and the person alone. So that's it. I really don't think it should be allowed. I think it's disgusting that they're allowing it, and I think it's disgusting that the uh, the uh, the 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 judge you saw this, um, they were saying that, you know, you're not allowed to address them as male. And I thought that was ridiculous because you're just talking about them from a biological standpoint. The two men, the two males, because that's what they are. They're just growing out their hair, which actually is a bad look for me. I promise you I'm straight and I'm not going to change that. And I'm a man and I'm not going to change that. But that's um, besides the point. It, It's just they're they're doing everything but being a girl. And it's not fair to to the girls who have trained. I tell you what, if, you know, my sister was, you know, she played lacrosse, she played, uh, what is it, field hockey, basketball, whatever. If she was going up against a team that had a guy on there, and God forbid something happened to her, I would walk out on that field and I would beat the piss out of that guy because it is, is a guy, you know, if, you know, things happen in female sports, but it's female against a female, it's not a male against a female. That's wrong on so many levels. And you're cheating those girls out who, like you've said, or like I was trying to say before, you you know how it is training for, for your sport, whatever it is, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. You, you spend time off of the field and off in, in your own – free time to work on yourself that way you can become that much better only for it to be robbed by someone who just walks on and is naturally just better than you because of their gender that's that's crooked. It's crooked it, on so many levels. It people's.
0: is and like you said it's, it's disgusting. And you know and you know these girls and you know I think people you know, this seems like this just this change in this change in sort of like what like sex and gender and all that stuff is, it seems like, you know, there was an understanding like, okay, men and women are different. You know, this, this is why we have women's and I'm taking this as sports because it's what it's talking about. This is, we, there's a reason why we have women's sports and men's sports. So, you know, and it just seems like ever since, you know, a couple of years ago, it's just changed. Like the definition of male and female is just there's no definition. No one can name or give a dis- like a description of what a male and a female is because people just say like, oh, there's you know you can be whatever gender you want. You know you can be an attack helicopter if you want. Like it's like, you know all this stuff like that. It's just you know, it, it, I, it they just I feel like there's just been this sudden change and you know it's just not fair like the point this is why i get pissed off is because it's not fair to the to the girls to you know they're like you said they're training their whole life they're trying to run as fast as they can work out so they can run faster they're trying to you know they're in the gym all the time you know and especially the higher levels you know they're in the gym all the time but you know women you know women have are not on the same level as men because they're just made differently like we said if UConn women's – everyone knows the UConn women's team because they're good. They're all, they've are they won so many championships over, like, the past 20 years.
1: Yeah, if you're if a they fan of them, by the way, you're a fucking loser. But, continue.
0: <laughs> but if the UConn women's team, which is consistently in the top one to three teams in college women's college basketball, if they went up against the men, the men haven't won a single – and I don't think have been to the tourney – since they won in 2014 so they would get you, smoked yeah if you put them up against each other the men are dominating them because they're just faster stronger everything they just they're they're men they're men so if you put transgender women and say oh they're women no you're wrong and you're cheating those girls out of something that is they've worked their ass off i don't care if it's in high school college and WNBA, whatever it doesn't matter they work their ass off to get to that point and try to win. That's what sports is winning. And you're just cheating them out in those events that they were participating in those, those men that were in the, you know, what we're talking about right now, they placed first and second in every single one. And the girls, the, the real girls came in, you know, after them, that just proves, they just walked onto the field, onto the track and just blew them away because you know they because they're men and i and those men would be middle of the pack if they were with real men but they're with women so they just smoke
1: them yeah it's it's sad and the thing is you know uh, and and bear with me here but you know how everybody treated the astros when they cheated right terribly you know and rightfully so they cheated to get to a championship. They cheated to first place. That's what it comes down to. And, and I personally think that it is very comparable to this situation because they are cheating to get to first place and they're cheating for that satisfaction in themselves. And it's, it's sad, you know, listen, high school sports, they're not, they're not meant to be taken so fucking serious that your life depends on. it. At the end of the day, it's about learning and, and, and having fun. It's, it's about loving the sport that you're playing, right? So like for, for a lot of people that we played with, they went to play in college. But at the end of the day, if you ask them what their motivation was, it wasn't, I'm not playing this to get into college. I'm playing this because I love the sport and this came because of it. You know, it's a merging of those two things, but it starts with that love for the sport. And when you, and when you rob people of that, that love for the sport, it turns them 180 completely. And, and you, and to rob somebody of that, no matter what facet of it is, it, you know, it's one thing if, if like a coaching staff does it, or God forbid, you know, the person listening to this, they're plagued with injuries and knock on wood right now. I, Cause I've seen that I've seen friends go through that. And it's fucking terrible it's sad you know especially ones that that have potential to play at that next level but they those injuries the 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 injustices they can they can rob somebody of that love for the sport so to have somebody come in and just say oh well i'm a woman imagine yeah. imagine if i went into wrestling right like like college or college or, or, or high school wrestling right and i say well Besides my cock and balls, I really, <laughs> as a woman, and I'm going to wrestle. in a, another speculation: let's just say I'm wrestling at at, at like 150, right? Because obviously I'm, you know, I'm 150, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's just say I'm wrestling at 150. I'm dominating. I'm getting the states. I'm I'm winning champions. I'm I'm getting tournaments. You know what I mean? Like I'm winning every tournament I go into. It's not fair because those girls work just as hard. And now they're saying, well, I worked this hard only for a guy to beat me in this. That's supposed to be exclusively for women. What the hell is this? Yeah, You know, it's like, it's ridiculous. And I, I find it extremely insulting, not only, um, you know, to the, obviously to the athletes, but to the parents, because a lot of people forget the fact that, you know, before they get their their licenses to drive who's getting them to these practices who's getting them home who's getting them to the games who's buying their stuff to play you know it's you know very seldomly do you see a situation where a coach can step in and help a player which is awesome when they do seeing that on our own team and that was great Mm -hmm. to see that because i'm sure that that individual probably wouldn't have been able to play if that coach didn't step up um but you know it Besides those very small instances, it's the parents as well. And then it reflects poorly on, on, your, on your school. It reflects poorly on the division. It reflects poorly on, on, the, uh, on the state division on that. You know, you're, you, specifically for us, the CIAC, the people who organize the divisions and rank and whatnot. It's just, it's a tarnish on Connecticut high school athletics. It's as simple as that, because it's you're not. This is you're messing around with kids, with with what kids find to be you know find purpose in. A lot of people you you find oh well I didn't really have friends until I played sports or I didn't I didn't really know what I wanted to do until you know I played sports and now I want to be in in this department to help athletes or whatever else management um, medical. All the sports therapy, all this other stuff, you know, it, playing the sport can open your eyes to so many different things. And when you rob that of a kid, you're robbing them of all of these different facets, because what's going to happen first? It's, it's it's this, then it's then it's professional. We already see it at a professional level. What's next? You're going to have a man running in the Olympics for women's. What like, really? And then and then what are you going to call the Olympics? sexist or or whatever whatever is ism that you want to call it because they're not allowing a a a woman who says they're a man to run with women who have literally worked their entire lives to get there it's broken yeah
0: yeah it is fucked and i don't want to spend any more time on this we're already giving this too much attention uh i just want to say I hope these girls win this lawsuit because it is an injustice to toward them. Uh, And the school and the judge should be very ashamed of themselves for letting this happen. And there's no excuse for it. Uh, They should know better considering they are the teachers and the people that, you know, are in our education system. They should know better if they're teaching science and biology. But, you know, that's at the
1: end of the day and, and at the end of the day. This isn't coming from a from a place of, of hatred for the people who, who want to identify as whatever they want. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But it's when your actions start to affect others negatively. That's when that's when people like us have a problem with it. That's the only issue. You can do whatever you want. But when when you know, if I have a daughter and she's playing ice hockey and then she gets absolutely checked into the next dimension because Johnny wanted to play as Joanna. (laughs) I'm I'm not gonna sit I'm not gonna sit there for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna handle that. I'm I'm going to fight tooth and nail to have to allow my daughter to play on the same playing field as every other woman on that ice. It's as simple as that. And and you're absolutely right. We shouldn't be giving this any more time.
0: Yeah, so just blessings to those girls that are fighting for this. You are fighting uh, the right for the right cause this should not be happening we feel so sorry for you guys so uh, from the BNM Porch podcast we uh, salute you girls uh, so keep it up and hopefully uh, I know you guys will, are working hard and uh, hopefully soon uh, plus when all the coronavirus is done uh, hopefully you guys are back on the track uh, kicking ass so absolutely salute to you guys uh, moving on uh, we're going to talk about Conservatism. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> oh, no. Well, uh, that was it for the Wednesday news news update. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but so what we're basically going to talk about is, you know, I don't want to – I don't really want to go back and forth. I mean, obviously, we will go back and forth. But I want us just to, like, kind of, you know, one at a time just say, like, what, what led us to, you know, having and aligning with these values and what we really believe and what we believe conservatism is. So, you know, and everything you, you, can, get, you can go on to other places. I'm just trying to generalize it for people uh, that want to know what we're going to talk about. But Richards, if you want to go first, be my guest.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think your story should have a lot more time, um, because it goes, yeah. it yeah. it goes. Um, I think for me, um, it's not really like a. I found I found the Jehovah Witness program um, in two thousand and thirteen. You know, it's not like that,
0: but um, and I started <laughs> annoying people
1: ever since. <laughs> yeah, I've been knocking on doors ever since. Um, no, I just think. I, I couldn't really nail it down to a certain time. Um, I know that um, there have been a lot of things that have played into this just from a joking standpoint. You know, you find memes, you find jokes, you know, like, wait, hold on. Does, did this actually happen? Does this make any sense? And then you look into it and you're like, well, fuck, they're actually right. Not always because it's a fucking joke, but still. Um I think it was definitely before the 2016 election. Um, you know, before Trump even announced that he was running. Um, I started, you know, I just completely by random. Um, and I've been hearing, you know, my my parents talk about this as well, where, you know, they they say we're getting, you know, taxed out the wazoo. You know, this is ridiculous. All these other things, you know, gun control all of these things where I've been taught certain values, like, like I don't view a firearm as a weapon. I view it as a hunk of metal. I view it as a, as a, in some situations as a tool. I don't, I would never view it as, well, I, I wouldn't say I'd never view it, but I, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of a firearm is not a weapon, but rather just a hunk of metal. Cause that's all it is. It's no different than a, a hammer or or you know a wrench or anything of that it's it's all on how you use it um but there are certain things and certain values that i was that i grew up with where you you treat everybody the same you you make something of yourself you don't take handouts you don't you know everything that you do you should earn you know and and hard work dedication all that you know stuff that should be on the back of a t-shirt um you know, it's all that stuff combined with that, and then and then seeing it, it was it must have been maybe a Steven Crowder video or something, um, but I, I just started watching that. I was like, well, fuck, all right, makes a little bit of sense. And this was around the time where Obama was coming, to, it was like middle of his second term, where everybody was like, this guy is a fucking ass, you know, like like this guy, yeah. The first time he came around, I'm sure everybody voted. Because he was black, and you know what? That's great. It shows progress in this country, which is always something you want to see. But he was voted in for the wrong reasons. Um, You know, a lot of people in the first election voted him solely because he was black, and there's there's countless videos um, that that show that where it's like, oh well, it's a black man, so I I I think I really should vote for him. And it's coming from a genuine place. But when you look at the policies that were put in place after the fact, you question why did I go for him you know so then you know seeing those kind of videos um, seeing seeing a lot of the stuff that came out with with the with the media um, you know and how it was just polar opposites you know it was oh God bless it Obama does nothing wrong all this other stuff and then as soon as a Republican of any facet is mentioned it's just it's shame 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 you know it's like really like you listen to what he's saying it might actually make some sense um and and i was working since i was 14 as well and not that you know working a weekend job you know you see this as much as i do now but still even then i was working for what nine fifty an hour and i was still getting taxed you know to hell and back and i was like well why am i I earned this money. Why is all of this money like this is the gross amount and or, this is the this is the net or, I'm being I'm being retarded right now. You, your one amount that you earned, the gross amount and your net amount, you know, are two different things. And excuse me for getting those wrong uh or mixed up. My my brain is fucking fried right now. Uh but uh you know, you have your one amount where it's all the money you made, and then it's the money you made after taxes. And it's like, what, why is this so different? Where is my extra $35, $40? And um, so, then, so then that played a big role into it. Um, and I think just growing as a person and, and realizing how one sided a lot of things are, you start to question what the other side is really about. Why is, why is everybody so polarized against this? Is it really that bad? And of course, you're gonna have your outliers, your 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 people who who you know, your the stupidest and, and most far off voices are often the loudest. Um, and that goes for anything. Um, and, and that's a it's a real shame that um that you know you have these people who are very racist in their heart. Um and it's it's taught. It's not you're not born with it, but it's learned and it's and and it's bred. Um, and it's, it's really sad to, to see that, um, that someone can be clo- so close-minded uh, based on, their, on, on someone else's appearance, something that they can't even, you know, uh, change about them unless you're Michael Jackson. So it's just, it, there was that as well. So I was like, wait, is everybody like this? And then I looked into it further. I'm like, no, they're all, they're all shunning this guy. Like, they, they, they don't want David Duke a part of their program. Like, who would? So then I was like, okay. And then I started to look into, you know, everything else and, and what they were saying, my parents, and, and and kind of fact-checking them for a little while. Like, is this true? Look it up. It's true. And then I started to realize that, yeah, more and more that it makes more sense. And there are some things that I don't agree with. You know, um, you, you have your true, like, true and true conservatism where it's, like, everything is, like, cookie cutter, like... like I don't steer away with everything. I'm not like that. You know, I think that, um, you know, unless it's, and I know we share the same view on this, unless it's a case of of rape, incest, or in the case of where the mother could could die because of the birth, um, I think that abortion, um, you know, should be, you know, legal in that sense. Because A, if you're raped, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to bring in the life of, of a child that that came from, from rape, uh, same with incest because nobody wants a child with three eyes, um, and in the case of in the case of you know the mother possibly dying, um, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, so that that's that on on that issue, um, I understand where where people are coming from like uh, like a Dan Crenshaw where he has like a big push for, for red flag laws. I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. I respect his viewpoint. I respect where he's coming from. This guy obviously knows what he's talking about. So how am I going to sit there and be like, you fucking retard? How could you say something like that? He knows a hell of a lot more than I have or or than I do. And probably I ever will know. Um, So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's an idiot. Like, no, I just personally don't agree with it. But it's okay. If it came down to it, and that was the only issue I had with him, I'd 100% vote for him and I think that's another difference that I've seen more recently that has solidified my view. And not to say that things can't change 20, 30, 40 years down the line, but um if I had to take a guess, I don't think it would. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people who who um you know, they're the never trumpers, the people who are like I could ne- like I'll vote for I'll vote for Bernie Sanders, I'll vote for I'll vote for Harambe if it means I don't have to vote for for Donald Trump and it's like okay let's look at the policies that you're voting for against this guy because you don't want this guy in office right so so there's that and it's also i found more so that conservatism and and people who are who are republican they actually listen to you they listen to your conversation and they hear what you have to say through and through before saying anything and there's never really been uh you know a, a terrible argument Right. There's not a whole lot of bickering and complaining and name calling. It's more about getting to the root of the issues and, and talking about these things rather than rather than getting into an, a shouting match and, and who can call who else the most names or isms. You know, and, and I I love having conversations with, with level headed people. I don't I don't say, you know, Democrats or Republicans. I'll talk to whoever it is. Because I at the end of the day, Republican or Democrat. I will always respect your opinion and your right to have an opinion, even if I disagree with it. And I think that's one of the things that I mostly align with in the Republican and conservative uh, viewpoint is that no matter what viewpoint you have, unless it's something outlandish where it's like, I hate, you know, like, you know, I shouldn't say this because someone's gonna probably grab that as a soundbite, but let's just say someone says, you know, that they hate all black people or all Asians or all Muslims or whatever else. Like it's something that's just blatantly racist or just wrong, um, of course I, I'll, I'll stand up against that because I'm sure anybody would. But in the case of just simple policy disagreements, I would never sit say, "Are you fucking retarded?" Like, I, no, it's not how you conduct yourself. You don't conduct yourself like that in real life, in a job, and and that's that's just that's just how it is. So that's probably where. I've come from and, and why I am in the position I am today. So
0: that's, that's a great explanation. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess I'll try to follow that up. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yours so is
1: actually yours is interesting. Cause I, I saw this and I, I believe I was actually, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm one of the guys who kind of introduced you to like Steven Crowder. Um, I don't know if I introduced you to Ben Shapiro, but definitely Crowder. I know yeah. That
0: yeah. You, 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 definitely introduced me to Crowder. Um, I gave me st- the red pill. Yeah, um, but uh, so we'll we'll start there because that's basically where it starts. Um, but uh, so I don't well,
1: know. What we'll ha- give the precursor. Forget okay. The precursor, yeah. That I should like guess, you're like right. high school, like when Trump was elected. Okay. So we'll start from where you
0: did. All right, So in the 2016 election, um, you know, I, I, high school, I really could give two shits about politics. I was like, whatever, don't, whatever, fuck it. You know, I don't really care. Um, so with me, um, just from listening to, uh, you know, both candidates, Hillary and Trump, um, I didn't really, like, agree with either of them. Because I've always, you know, and this is something, you know, with me, like, I'm, I've been big into guns since I was a kid. You know, I've always had airsoft guns. I always, I, was, I, I just thought they were cool. Um, and, you know, just stuff like that. So I was always interested in them. And I, and I know, I knew that, you know, the Democrats wanted to take away guns as much as possible. And I knew that for a fact. So I was like, I don't agree with it with that, with, with them with that, but some things I do agree with them. So if I was to label myself in high school, I was right down
1: the center. And, uh, can I, can I ask what you might've agreed with before?
0: Um, I'm trying to remember because, uh, I think I agreed with them that like, um, I, I, I was different on abortion. I was, yeah, I, I was, I said that, you know I didn't really have a strong opinion on it now I wasn't like that, like I said, I was not picking the politics, but I was different on abortion i I probably was the one that said like hey, if they you know if they want it, why not? I was probably one of those people um uh, hmm I'm trying to think of else, but uh yeah
1: no it's okay i just I was just curious if there was anything yeah. that you you could remember right off the top of your head'cause it's it, it would it's definitely interesting hearing that from yeah then yeah.
0: to now but continue yeah. yeah no it is interesting um i like to look back on and I'd be like what the fuck but um <laughs> yeah i like i said i was definitely in the center um and i always said i was like a libertarian because i love freedom and you know being able to do what you want like just you know and i've always not been like a, i've always been a person that was not big into government like a lot of government um and i still am obviously um but at least i know what i'm talking about now <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know so i was always like that so i i identified myself as a libertarian or whatever so come 20, late 2018 okay uh I remember that I watched the Joe Rogan experience with Ben Shapiro on it and I was getting big into Joe Rogan. I would watch every single one of his, you know, podcasts and, you know, cause I like Joe Rogan. And so anyway, I listened to the Ben Shapiro episode, his first one that he was on. And I was like, this guy, like, you know, he makes sense. Like, you know, like, I'm, and then I start, you know, after the episode, I'm looking up stuff. And then, of course, every time you type in Ben Shapiro, you see like debates shits on Snowflake or something like that, and I'm like, damn! I'm like, damn! This guy is good. So I'm starting to like realize because I in high school, I if I looked to it more, I would have been on the exact same side as I am now, okay? Because I still had those feelings and those values, and they just I didn't really know at the time that I aligned, that I aligned with them. So once I heard Ben and then you, like you said, you, you introduced me to Crowder and as I started watching Crowder more, I was like, okay, like now there's multiple people that I agree with. And then I, and not, I'm not just saying this like, Oh, like I just listened to one side. I also listen to people on the, on the left. I listen to, you know, I listen to the young Turks who are fucking openly socialists. Um, and, you know, a bunch of other people. And I just couldn't identify or, you know, align with them. Yeah. And, I, and I just, I was like, how how could I have, like, and I started looking back. I'm like, how, how did I think, like, in high school, I thought, I was like, hey, I'd probably vote for Bernie. Like, I remember, like, I didn't even remember that say, saying that. But I remember a friend of mine told me, um, I said that. I was like, really? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so. Uh, But once I learned more about it and what I really disagree with Bernie and the other, you know, super progressives out there, I, I couldn't align with that. It was too nuts to me. So as I start moving into, you know, researching and doing all this stuff and, you know, I just get swarmed and so entrenched in politics. And then, you know, I start to, and like you said, like how the media is so polarizing against, uh, conservatives and republicans and it's like like you know I, I love freedom and that means freedom of speech freedom of the press freedom of, of all of that and what the democrats do is try to restrict people from that from expressing different viewpoints that don't align with them you know with theirs twitter you like you can barely post shit if you have a, a different viewpoint uh instagram yeah, yeah like, <laughs> twitter I, yeah. Any, yeah, anything, you know, or, or you'll be canceled, uh, you know, or just banned from you from, uh, you know, to YouTube as well, Twitter, whatever. Right. And, right. you know, big tech ha- is such a bias and I, and that's what really pisses me off because I'm a freedom guy at the end of the day, I'm a freedom guy. And, as am
1: I. Yes. 100%. Yeah.
0: 100%. And, you know, I, I just, and then when I come to realize that like, I would hear people as I'm you know as I get into more into politics as I've gotten into more uh into politics more i should say um I've heard people and I've sat in conversations once I was all right I'm a conservative I listened to conversations where it was like the most like anti-conservative like it's no you know from the pot from the party of tolerance they like they're not really tolerant to other people you know other the other 50% of the country that isn't doesn't believe what they believe and that was just such like a, a big turnoff because I'm like you I'm like you I want to have a conversation with anyone you know and like we always say if you have a completely different viewpoint from us we'd love you to have you on to talk about not to pre- pre-rate you we're not like that okay we just want to talk and have a discussion so i'm with you with that I, i'm open to whatever um but you know with that it just was like do you guys even know and i we've said this I, i'm pretty sure we said this on the podcast that conservatives um conservatives know liberals but liberals do not know conservatives yeah and it's like like i understand what liberals believe their values are what they want liberals do not understand what conservatives want because they have a certain viewpoint of what they are and you know and that's just like you have no idea it's that's like that's like racism you say like oh all black people you know they're all they do is uh you know smoke dope and kill each other it's like that is such like a narrow-minded like thing to say you know it's So that was a huge turnoff, like I said. And, you know, I've had people in my life that have, you know, been like, you know, I don't, I I don't really, I I don't align with this. I, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know who you are. I thought you've changed so much. And it's like, it's like, it's like, no, I have not changed. I just kind of got into politics and I've, you know, I've really, you know, kind of just thought this is important and that people or that i should know where i align because politics is important at the end of the day um and i don't want to be one of those people like what you said oh i'm going to vote for obama because he's black i want to know i want to vote for the person that i align with so right. you know i've had people multiple people be like yeah I, I don't i don't agree with it i don't know like why you know you're you you support a racist you're you, you know you you don't want you don't want immigrants in this country, all this stuff like that. And it's like, it's, it's so, and that goes back to the conversations I've had with those, with liberals that are so like conservatives, no, gross, too. And it's like, it's like, do you, I just, that is such a turnoff. And it's like, it's like, why is it different? Because at the end of the day, we're all humans, you know, and that's what pisses me off about this coronavirus thing, that the media is trying to turn this into a bipartisan issue. You know, and it's like, it's like, this is, at the end of the day, this is a human problem. This is not a Democrat versus Republican problem. You know, this is a, this is a partisan problem. We're all humans, you know, we're all humans. And at the end of the day, that's how I look at it. I don't be like, oh, well, see that liberal over, over there or see that conservative over there. We're all humans. I want to have a conversation. And just with me, it seems like with liberals, they're just so like, you just cannot agree like they they cannot agree with uh you know with that with that statement I just made it's like they're just so not tolerant of the other um other party, and that's why I kind of align with them with uh conservatives too but uh I'm trying to think of anything else, but you know at the end of the day that's why i I agree and align with conservatism is and that's basically the backstory of it um but yeah, so that's basically all I have to, I've got to say if you. Yeah,
1: yeah I was just kind of, I didn't want to interrupt. I was just taking some notes on some things that you were saying, because I had some things that I want to kind of yeah. bounce off with you on that. Um, but like with the the new progressives, I don't even call them progressives because their ideas are so regressive, right? Their old ways of thinking just rebranded. Um, it's kind of like just sticking a new label. You know, it's like putting a, putting a new coat of paint on a on a completely rusted car you know it it doesn't the concepts aren't different and there's a reason why they haven't worked in the past so why are you trying to make them work now there are some things in this life as much and listen i was raised to fix before you buy new right fix as much as you can before you start dumping more money in it than you'll get out yeah so i don't know why you would want to go back on ideas that have been proven time and time and time again no matter how you spin it it's still not going to work um, there's another thing with the with the Twitter with Twitter and how one-sided that can be um, and, and specifically with the coronavirus um, you know I've been seeing a lot of tweets lately and I'm not really too active on Twitter I don't really post too much I'm not really I don't really check it to be honest because of that uh, you know if someone sends me something I might check it but generally speaking I'm not really on it Um, there's a lot of stuff you see in the, in the comments under, under Trump's, uh, you know, tweets where it's like, you know, you, you murdered 80,000 people with the coronavirus. And I'm like, so you're, so murder means intent to kill, right? If you want to break this down, murder means you have intent to kill someone. Like it's planned, right? That is what a murder is. It's not... The difference between homicide and murder is homicide is just it happens, right? Like vehicular homicide or vehicular manslaughter, right? You kill someone with your car, not because you mean it, but because you got into an accident, right? Homicide, something happens, you didn't mean to kill the person, but that person dies, right? That is a homicide. Murder is when it is planned. If I planned, like if I was like, okay, you're in your room uh, every Wednesday at this time, you know, in this time frame. So I'm going to come Wednesday next week, this time frame to to pop a cap in your ass. That's murder, right? So when you say he murdered 80,000 people, I really start to question how much you understand of this, of, of what you're saying, and the facts of the, the the topic, right? So so murder is a powerful word, right? Murder, like I just said, intent to kill. You know, it is planned. It is not by accident. And and for for someone to say that, and you see, I saw it a lot, and I really wanted to comment, but I just kind of, I just I don't want to start conflict because then it just you know then you people say things and and it's just it's not good, but. I see these things and I just kind of have to think to myself, how can you say it's murder? He, he didn't plant the coronavirus. He wouldn't, he's not like no, no self-respecting person would do something like that. Right. So especially to the, to their own people. Um, So I found that to be, um, you know, pretty, pretty shocking. Um, Especially considering, you know, when you post something like that, you don't know who you're, who's going to see it. You don't know if people who have been affected by it personally are going to see that. And then you think, well, I lost this family member. Does that mean Trump had it out for her? My grandfather? Did Trump have it out for, for Susie's aunt? You know, like what? I like, this doesn't make any sense. So, so that was pretty, um, you know, words are, are thrown around a lot when people think they know what they're talking about. They use a big word. Um, that's why I don't really use big words, because, you know, if I say you don't have a fucking clue as to what you're talking about, it might come across more than, well, you have me quite flabbergasted at the moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather just cut to the point and say, listen, this is fucking wrong. You know, and, and to say something like that, I just, I thought I'd bring that up as a, I thought it was a pretty good example. Um, you know, it, murder? Really? He planned this? This isn't this isn't like a big fucking hoax. This isn't a big conspiracy theory, and and then it's it's just a, the whole coronavirus is just a big bag of fucking snakes. It's just something I personally don't want to get into on this podcast because we've already done it so many times. Um, and yeah, that's that's just about it. Um, but yeah, I I totally agree with what you're saying. I think your viewpoint and and your your you kind of like your, your path, I guess you could say, to like how you kind of looked into politics and grown through that. I think it's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, you know, that everybody can, and, and what you did wasn't anything out of the ordinary. You didn't, you weren't, you know, bred into something. You weren't bribed. You weren't like, this wasn't forced on you. This is just something that you found through your own, you know, um, research that anybody could do and it wasn't going through databases it was just looking online you know it was looking through your normal everyday publications and seeing these things your youtubes facebook's instagrams twitters um you know news pages it, it, it's not difficult to find this information it's not hard to get at um and nobody certainly was holding a gun to your head to to figure out you need to figure out your politics right now yeah. no one's yeah. holding a gun to your head to do that so i think it was it's a it's a pretty cool thing to to share um especially given everything that that you've gone through and everything that that other people have gone through who might have like a similar story to that um and, and i'd like to i would really like to uh to listen to some people on how they they found out that they align more with with democratic views i think that would be even more interesting
2: yeah um,
1: you know, because, because, then not only are you, you know, you're, you're, you go through public school systems, you go through, you go with the pack, right? It's pack mentality. Um, fun fact: I was the only kid in fourth grade to vote for John McCain. Really? I swear to God, they brought I, in the old,
0: they brought yeah, in the old. Yeah, I, I
1: remember that. Yeah. And you clicked it, and it was like, well, one person voted for John McCain, and I was like, hmm, I don't know who that is. I didn't know what to say. I was Like I thought, more people. They,
0: wait, they they kept count. Yeah, and literally only one person, and that was you.
1: In my class, yeah. Oh, and okay, jeez. Oh In my God. class. Jeez. Yeah. Because I was like, well, other like this. There's another person, and I mean, now granted, I was also a bit of an asshole. So like, I might have just been doing it just to be different, right? So there's that as well. But I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, I was like yeah. I, I, I messed it up because everybody's like, Oh, it's gonna be unanimous. I'm like, No, it's not. <laughs> you know, like I was just like, Fuck it, why not?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I just wanna I wanna go back to that 20, 2008 election. Um you know Good but, Christ, two
1: thousand eight. Oh my yeah, god no.
0: But like like you said, you know, that was a special moment to see Obama inaugurated into office. I mean it's the first black president. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I still remember that. Like, I don't remember a lot, as you know.
1: They every, the, the world stopped for the yeah. inauguration. We sat. They wheeled in every fucking TV they had in that in that high in that in that fucking elementary school. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I was just say I was saying that because I was, I was I'll be honest, I was being an ass. I was being a little fucking little jerk off kid, right? But. I, I thought it was, you know, I still think it is great that this country had prog- has progressed this far to say, you know what, we can put someone in office that isn't an old white man, right? That's great. You know, that's awesome. I just wish his policies didn't suck. That's yeah. all. <laughs> you know, I don't care if it's a man, woman, black, white, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. I don't care. I care about your policies at the end of the day. You know, and I'm mature enough to say that. A lot of people aren't. You know, a lot of people, like, you had an opportunity to put in a woman to office, but you put in a fucking Cheeto. You know who that is. And I'm like, dude, really? Think about the fucking, think about who you vote. it A Cheeto, right? Versus a criminal. A yeah. Criminal. And who, and like. And who has a body count. Yeah, not the body count that everybody has. Like a legitimate body count like like death <laughs> like, like stop breathing like cease to exist wiped off the face of the earth and then brought back in to to cre- to uh you know perpetuate voter fraud like that kind of stuff
0: yeah, yeah. And I'm
1: racist. I'm racist i'm <laughs> racist
0: i can't talk i'm racist i guess so uh, ah. but um <laughs> yeah see um but i what i wanted to go back to is like you know that was that inauguration, like you said, it, like the world stopped and it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was, it was cool to see. Um, especially, I wish we were kind of older so we could kind of understand it, um, a little bit more, but you know, still at that age, we still kind of understood, but, um, you know, with, but like you said, going into it or after it seeing his policies and whatnot, um, you know then you, I wish people would vote based on policies and not skin color, but that's a whole other thing. What I want to go back to the 2008 election, real quick, is that um, this is this is like a this seemed to be like a trend for Republicans, and I think this is really why um, Trump got elected. Of I, I shouldn't say the sole reason, but a very big reason is because when the Republicans nominated John McCain and and Mitt Romney in 2012, they both of them played to lose and played not to lose and didn't play to win um right. you know it like mccain didn't he wasn't he wasn't a candidate that was you know oh like i'm I'm gonna beat this guy like let's rally around me we can change this country we're gonna you know all this stuff like that and obama you know obama is very well spoken and you know it it didn't help McCain that you know he had a huge you know, fan base around him and, you know, a whole, you know, creed of people that were going to vote for him, you know, right. but, you know, in Mitt Romney's case too, he, he didn't do anything to kind of sway voters. You know, it was a little bit closer than McCain, but still, you know, Obama. He just put a
1: dog on top of his car.
0: Yeah. Like Obama didn't really, Obama didn't really do anything spectacular in his first four years And even it went downhill, you know. Pretty much after
1: that. Um, Hey, 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 hey. He had a beer on the on the green. All right, with I forgot who it was, but you know, one of his first acts that I was like, oh, this guy ain't too bad. He's having a beer with somebody. Like he's changing things. He's being real. You know, he was trying to act to the idea that he is one of the people, like, like oh hey, instead of instead of like sitting in an office suit and tie, like. Let's you know, business casual, hang out, have a beer, and let's talk about this. Yeah, and if he had if he had, if he had been doing that with legitimate fucking policy, I would have been like, I would I would have been just as ecstatic as I am about what Trump does on on Twitter sometimes. And as much as he might run his mouth on Twitter, there are some things that are admittedly funny, right? Yeah. Like the stuff that he did before politics and with the with what was it, WrestleMania twenty five, or three point three. <laughs> 23 the fucking you know the battle of the billionaires and they got the he got the cnn meme on, on vince mcmahon and he sits there he tackles them and it's like how can you not laugh at this he puts his head on the rocky on the rocky balboa poster. like how can you not just laugh at this like it's, no at the end of the day it's funny and then everybody's like oh um you know you should be working on policy and this and that and the other you really think he took the time to photoshop that you really think he even posts that probably had somebody else do it while he was getting shit done. Like, come on, but continue.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, and I, I don't want to, we've already gone uh, a while with this topic and we have one more to go, but um, just, you know, I just want to wrap this up by saying, you know, if you are getting into politics, follow don't follow what societies and the culture's norm is don't and the norm is like you know liberals and democrats that's you know and because they have all the power in the media don't follow them or anyone in the media don't follow that follow look up do the research and find what you align with you know don't like i said don't follow don't look Anything that is being said about the other side or whatever, find out through research and through people that, you know, know what they're talking about, follow that and like follow your heart and your gut. And that's how you figure out where you align with. And, you know, that's something that I did and I aligned with conservatism. And if you do that and you align with, you know, liberals, liberalism, I should say, that's fine because you, you're not going with the norm. You're going with what you believe in. And that's, I was, I would respect people a hell of a lot more if they do that instead of just following the norm, orange man, bad. So, you know, follow your gut and your heart and what you, in your mind that you believe in and what your values are and don't just go for the norm of things. And that you can say that for everything in life, but you know, follow your heart and your gut and uh, you know, then you'll find where you will align.
1: I'm just going to grab a quick beverage if you want to yeah. give a segue into the next. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I know this is bad podcasting, but I need some water, so I can I, speak. So. I need some agua. Oh, thank
0: God, Richard's is gone. Jesus
1: Christ. I need it.
0: Oh, God, he came back. Jesus. So, uh, next, the next uh, segment, as you see, uh Richard's chair. It, well, if you're listening to or if you're watching this on YouTube, you see Richard's chair and his uh perv scope. So uh we're going to go over our team's NFL 2020 schedule. Let's hope and pray that college football is back and the NFL is back on back on time. Uh you know, sports and you know I'm gonna go through this really quickly before he comes back, but sports is a uh you know a uniter and you know going back to politics no matter what side you align with sports is the ultimate coming together and uh you know no matter if you're democrat or republican if you're a fan of the raiders or a fan of the patriots hello hello oh he's back or he left again oh no oh god I
1: heard something. Oh, it's a Pepsi. Never mind. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just as disappointed as you are.
0: But uh, all I was saying before where you were gone is that, uh, you know, before we jump right into this, uh, I said that sports is yeah. the ultimate coming together of people, no matter, yeah, no matter, uh, no matter what side of the political aisle you line on. If you're a Patriots fan, If you're a Democrat or Republican, if you're a Patriots fan, you guys go to the game and you talk about it and you're, you're together. So that's what I said. I hope sports comes back and you know, and then at, you know, a certain time fans are allowed back into the arena and, you know, so we can come together and, you know, as a country, because I think we need a lot more things that can bring us together. Um,
1: yeah, but, shut
0: the fuck up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we'll jump right into it. The 2020 NFL schedule predictions for Richards will do the Patriots. And then we'll do the Raiders with me. And uh, obviously, we'll comment back and forth. Uh, we'll, we won't spend very long on each week. We'll just kind of give our uh, thoughts on it. And then we'll say, I'll say if I agree or not. But, yeah, so we'll start with the Patriots first.
1: Okay, so, and, yes. September 13th, we're not counting preseason. Yeah, no. uh September 13th, 2020, 1 p.m. against the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be close, but I'm going uh, to give it a W. Wait, is it uh, is it home or away? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't say. <laughs> Does it say uh, first? Yeah, it's it's a it's a home game. It's a home game, so okay. it's gonna be a Patriots win.
2: Okay.
1: Um, okay. So then we have Patriots in Seattle next week. It's gonna be a loss. Um. Raiders at Patriots. Patriots are home. Um, it's going to be a close one, but I'm going to give it to the Patriots in a close game. Um, Patriots at the Chiefs. It's going to be a tough loss. Um, Broncos in New England. That's going to be a win. 49ers in New England. That's going to be a loss. Uh, Patriots in Buffalo and, you know, at MetLife against the Bills. That's going to be a tough loss. It's going to be a tough loss. Um, I hope you've been keeping count because I have not. Um, (laughs) uh, Patriots at MetLife again, or no, Bills play, Bills don't play in MetLife. Um, The Jets do, however, uh, but that'll be a win. Uh, Ravens at New England, that's going to be a loss. Patriots at the Texans. Um, I don't know about this one. I think it, I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, I want to say win, but I know I'm probably going to jinx myself right now. Um, Cardinals at New England, that is going to be a win. Um, Patriots versus the Chargers. Patriots are at the Chargers. Haven't seen that game in a long time, uh, but I think that one's going to be a close win. Um, Patriots at Rams, it's going to be a loss. Um, and then Patriots in Miami, we always lose in Miami. I don't know why, but second game we play the Dolphins, we always lose. So I'm going to take that as a loss. Uh, Bills at home, at our home in New England. Uh, I'm going to take that as a, very close field goal win. I think by that point in the season, you only have one more game to play. I think at that point, the team is going to accumulatively, accumulatively come together uh, and and get the win. And then Jets at Patriots. I think that's going to be a win as well. I think we'll be. I think you know this is a hopeful prediction, but I think we might actually be able to get a wild card, God willing, um, because at the end of the day, we're still under the Belichick uh, coaching staff. And no matter who is playing, we still always end up somehow getting into the playoffs Um, because Bill Belichick views a team as a, you know, he views football as a team sport, not centered around one or two individuals. So I think um, even with all the losses and then what we've made back, I think we can we can get a wild card. Um, I know that's hopeful. I know a lot of Patriots fans are saying tank for uh, for Lawrence. I don't disagree with that, Um, but I think if Stidham can come out strong this season and prove that he can be a good quarterback, not a stand-in, but a good quarterback, um, because I hate when everybody says, oh, we're just going to use Stidham as a transitional guy. No. You treat that man like he's your starter, and he will play like a starter. That goes for anybody on a football team or any sport. You treat them as if they're a starter. You show them that you have faith in them. They will give you your you will they will give you their absolute best. You saw that in Peyton Hillis. I know the guy is like a flash in the pan guy, but when he flashed, he flashed bright. Okay. And it was because they treated him like a starter, they treated him like a player that they that deserved to be in that spot and that they needed. And that's what the New England Way is about. Treating people the way, you know, treating people as if they are needed because they are needed. It's not as if, but treating people like they are needed because they are needed, right? They all serve their own purpose. Everybody is I, – I, I view the New England Patriots team as a Swiss Army knife. Everybody is a different tool to get the job done. That way, when it comes down to it, no matter what situation you're in, you will be well-equipped for it. So that's my, that's my spiel on it. That's my spiel on the Patriots. Um, and and, and on, a co- on a collegiate note, finally, roll tide. <laughs>
0: All right. So, uh, all right. So, we'll go with the Raiders now. Um, Week one at Carolina. I have that a W. Uh, I think that the Panthers are in rebuild mode. It's going to take them a couple of years. And uh, so, yeah, I don't think they'll be that good this year. So, have that as a win in uh, Carolina. Uh, Come week two, uh, it's our home opener against the Saints. First time in Allegiant Stadium. That place is going to be absolutely nuts. So I give the home just because of the home field advantage. I give the Raiders a plus ten points. um You know, just for home field advantage. So I have a win over the Saints at
1: home in our first uh, game in Allegiant Stadium. Hey, listen, I'm praying for you, but that's. I'll be watching with you.
0: That's All just right. going to be.
1: It's going to be a tall order. It is they a can tall, do that. It is a tall order. I'll mark it right now if they can beat the Saints at home. In their home, you know, in LA, they will make it to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. So, um, (laughs) yeah, hopefully that's the case. So, when week three at the Patriots, I'm getting, uh, even though Patriots are far worse and uh, who knows what Stidham is, um, I still, it's Foxborough is a tough place to play. So, I'm giving that an L. uh, And then we go. Back home to face the Buffalo Bills, and I think the Bills are a very good team on paper, and I think uh, that's a loss as well. So after four weeks, we're 2-2. and Uh, Then we go to Kansas City, and I think that's another L. So now we're on a three-game losing streak. So we're now 2-3 and after five weeks. But then Tampa Bay and Tom Brady comes to town, and I think that's where we get back on track. Um, You know, home field advantage, and, uh, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, Depending on how Brady plays, um, you know, uh, this, this season, who knows how, how good he'll be. But um, I just – I have a feeling that we're going to beat them at home. Uh, so, Tampa Bay is a W. Uh, then we go to Cleveland. Uh, we go to Cleveland, and that is an L. I think Cleveland will be, will be better. Uh, I think Cleveland will be better this year. Um, and, no shot. No shot. And uh, th- just – Because of this history that we have of traveling to, um, you know, East Coast games uh, starting at 1 o'clock Eastern time, which is 10 a.m. Pacific time, Uh, that's always been a problem for the Raiders. And they've gotten better, but still uh, I I think they're due to drop a couple there, just like the Patriots and then uh, Cleveland as of right now. So I get Cleveland a loss. Uh, And then at the L.A. Chargers, um, I think that is another loss – um, so now now they're on their two game losing streak um but so sitting after that, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight after week eight, I have them sitting at three, four, five, three, and five after the first eight games, and um, I can tell if this schedule is perfect and I'm predicting everything right, if we're three and five after eight weeks, I guarantee you there will be screams screams for Marcus Mariota to go in for Derek Carr um I don't think that should happen um but hopefully and hopefully it doesn't happen but uh you know as we see as we go through this the rest of the schedule things are brighter starting with Broncos at home I think that is a W uh division game and uh you know I'm fuck not too much
1: Broncos <laughs> fuck the Broncos
0: Yeah, I'm not too high on Drew Locke, even though they gave him a bunch of weapons. I'm not too high on him. I think that's a dub. Uh, Then Kansas City comes to town, and I'm giving them a fucking W at home. And the Raiders beat the Chiefs finally. They split the season series with the Chiefs. And I know it's optimistic, and I know it's like, wow, it's the defending champs. But at some point, this this team is getting better. And, um, you know, they progressed all two years of John Gruden's tenure. Um, and the defense is better, our offense is more electric, and all this is on paper, obviously. But so we'll have to see. But at some point, you got to have confidence that you're going to beat the Chiefs. So I'm giving them, especially at home, so I'm giving them a W when Kansas City comes yeah. to town.
1: He's going to come in eight fucking sacks later, <laughs> Just fucking whip it out on the table. Fuck it. Then, I mean, I, I'll root for you. I don't like the Chiefs, so I'll root for you. That's fine. I, you know. One thing you got to know about me, unless you're playing me, I'll root for the Raiders. That's fine. You know, they're – it's kind of – I view them – they're kind of like my version of everybody else's Browns when they got all those wins. <laughs> they're like, the Browns are going to do it. And then I was like, eh. And then they fucking shit the bet. So, I was like – but, like, with the Raiders, I always it, – it. it's the Raiders and the Saints for me. It's always two teams that, like, I have personally – have always been sympathetic towards them and the Vikings as well. The Vikings as well. I give those three teams that I am sympathetic towards their cause. Um, But, yes, continue.
0: So, like I said, view for when Kansas City comes to town, then we go to Atlanta, and I think that is a win as well. I don't think Atlanta is very good, Um, you know, and they're going to be struggling through the season. I think that's a win uh, for the Raiders at Atlanta. Then uh, we go to MetLife and face the New York Jets, and I think that's a win as well. I think Atlanta and the Jets are on the same predicament in the same boat. I don't think they're that good. Even though I did like the, the Jets' draft, I still think it's, they're a couple of years away. So I think that's a debut. view. Um, so now that is a four-game winning streak, and it will be five because when the Colts come to town, I'm giving them a win. Uh, I think uh, with Phillip Rivers as the quarterback – um, I, I, I just not too high on Phillip. Uh, I think he's aging and, uh, they sure as shit aren't going to throw Jacob Beeson in there. And I don't think Jacoby Brissett is much better than Philip river. So I think that is a W for the Colt, uh, for the Raiders against the Colts.
1: And his trash talking sucks. What is he going to say? You honky tonk, come here. Like <laughs> yeah.
0: So that is now a five game winning streak. Uh, and it will continue, home against the chargers um chargers come to town to vegas um and this is a thursday night game uh so prime time vegas will be rocking and uh you know this is that's a game that they're they should win um at home because they already lost away to the chargers so uh i think uh i think that they're due for a win at home then the second to last game the dolphins come to town And I think that is a win as well. So uh, as of right now, it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game winning streak heading into week 17. That is a great run, Um, but it will come to an end at Denver. Cold weather game, January. Derek Carr sucks in the cold weather. That is an L to uh, Drew Locke and company in Denver. And – so that puts the Raiders at ten and six. Every year they're putting up a th- since Gruden was hired, we're at four and twelve, seven and nine. I'm predicting ten and six. Each year has been a three game improvement. So why not this year as well? Ten and six. I'm predicting a wild card spot, um, one of the three wild card spots now. Um, and if it's anything less, and I think the ceiling is 11 and five, and I think the floor is nine and seven, um, for us, but if it's anything less than a wild card spot this year, I consider this a failure. And I consider this, that Gruden and the front office should be in trouble and on the hot seat for the next year, because it's been three, it's been three years now, this will be going into the third year. It's been three years and you've been gearing up for your first year in Vegas to make a playoff run. And if you can't do that, there's something wrong with what you're doing. They should be on the hot seat. But I don't expect that to happen. Hopefully it doesn't. So I'm predicting a wild card spot and and, uh, a playoff berth.
1: Nice. All right. right. That's a optim. I like that. A little optimistic, but realistic optimistic. I like that. Uh, I think I wasn't being as realistic as I might be, as I could be. But it's always you got to have some hope, right? So I have a question for you was it Jack Del Rio, was your head coach when you went to the uh, went to the playoffs last? Yes. Right, so what did, besides Derek Carr, right, because Derek Carr was just having a fucking lightning year, right, he was just being a lightning rod, um, what do you think that team did right, and how do you think you can recreate that this season with different players? Of course, you had the you know, the unstoppable force of Khalil Mack. You had Michael Crabtree, who is, I think, personally, in, not in my, like, bracket of, like, all-time favorite receivers, but, like, I've always liked him as a receiver. He's always come up clutch for whatever team he's playing on. Um, so I would say, like, how could – what did they do right and how could how do you think they could recreate something like that this year? Damn, wow. thickums. Oh, wow. it's your elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, thickens.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, for with 2016, uh, they had a great offense. Obviously, they had Latavius Murray, who was in a thousand yard rusher. Uh, they had two thousand yard receivers in Crab and Amari Cooper. Crabtree was Derek Carr's go to guy, um, and Carr hasn't had that since. Then, because Crabtree fell off, and Mari Cooper's always been inconsistent, um, and he hasn't had that since then. And obviously, the injuries have not helped. And just you know, it, but really, what it comes down to um, is defense. And in 2016, we had a shit defense. It was absolute shit. But you know what made the difference is because we created turnovers. You know, we had a bunch of interceptions, a bunch of fumble recoveries, and that's what made the difference. That kept the offense on the field more. Um, in these past couple of years, it hasn't been the case. We are not forcing turnovers or not getting sacks. Um, it's improving, uh, especially in the front seven, uh, or at least the front four. But, um, you know, in the back end and, and the linebackers, uh, that was a real, that's been a real weakness for, I don't know, my whole life, it seems like. Um, so they've done a lot to address that position, especially linebacker and, you know, safety and corner, uh, through the draft and also free agency. Um, Corey Littleton. Yep, Corey Littleton, Nick Wachowski, these guys, and they got Javen White, who's an undrafted free agent. I think he will be the third uh, linebacker in there. He'll probably play Will. Um, But anyway, I think the linebacking core will be a strength this year. Um, So really to answer your question on how they can get back to that 2016 form is just by having an offense that's explosive and that can match the Chiefs. And, you know, as close as possible, they got Henry Ruggs, who's, who hopefully can turn into a Tyreek Hill type receiver. Um, they got a ton of weapons. You got Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, uh, Lynn Bowden, you drafted from Kentucky. Uh, you got Brian Edwards, who's, who I think is a steal. And then you have a Meek Robertson uh, from La Tech, who can be a nickel corner and that can help your defense as well. So they got weapons. And so that's what I said. That's why I say this for this year, Derek Carr has no excuse. To not perform, and uh, you know, especially if all the weapons turn out to be actual good weapons, Um, and the defense just needs to create turnovers and be able to get off the field so the offense can get more chances to score. Um, And that's something. That's what that's what Kansas City's defense is. Their their defense is not great, but they they're opportunistic and they create turnovers and they get their offense on the field as much as possible. And that's what you have to do in today's NFL. Is it's not so much about stopping. You know, the teams from scoring so much, like having the defense, having a stonewall defense, that's great. But the teams that have the like great defenses don't always have great offenses. And in 40, in the 49ers case, they lost to a great offense. So, you know, and with Kansas city, I think that's the model that the NFL is going toward is a great explosive electric offense and a defense that's opportunistic. And it's more of like a bend don't break defense and uh I, th- I think that's what the Raiders are gunning for, especially being in the Chiefs division. But, uh, so, yeah.
1: All right. Well, that's a that's a – I respect it, and I think that's a great answer. I just – I was curious. I was thinking, as you were saying, your schedule, um, you know, and then at the end where you are talking about the wild card, I was – you know, obviously everybody would think, you know, back to your last wild card appearance or playoff appearance, I should say. Um, I want to disrespect you guys because it's wild card or not It's still a playoff you know appearance Um, so I think that was you know that's awesome and I think I you're absolutely you're absolutely right absolutely I mean there's no right and wrong answer I just think that that was a real solid answer on that Um, but yeah I yeah that's about it for me on that yeah
0: and i think that's about it for this podcast this episode we've gone long enough um hope you guys are you just gonna cut me
1: off like that huh oh i'm sorry brother i'm sorry i didn't mean to yeah no i was totally not wrapping it up and i was gonna keep talking so oh i'm sorry okay i'm done now
0: (laughs) okay but um thank you guys for listening and and watching this podcast make sure you subscribe to the youtube to the new youtube channel uh thank you guys for the support also on that uh, gta5 video that we had with our friends that was a lot of fun uh so shout out to those guys and shout out to you guys for showing love on the video um but also subscribe like i said hit the like bell uh or hit the like button hit the notification bell uh do all that good youtube stuff share the pot share the channel also subscribe wherever you get your podcast for the audio versions um really Appreciate your guys' support, and uh, we want to make this channel and podcast grow uh, international. Okay, we're international, baby. Okay, we're international, sure. yes, so sir. um, you know, I, I got data that says people in Ireland are listening, so we got to grow that to all the other countries. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, know, news it's news to me, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I just looked today, but uh, yeah, so do all that stuff, and we appreciate you guys uh, supporting. So, Richard's got any final things to say?
1: No, sir all right well you know what to do good morning good afternoon good evening and good night ladies and gentlemen
0: take it easy
1: oh